your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, October 1st, 2021. You know what that means. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. That's right. It's a hood holiday, October 1st, 2021. We are screaming through the year 21. Pretty soon we'll be talking about 2022, but don't want to go too fast, too quick, too much in a hurry, right? No, we got to slow it down just a little bit. Uh, Coming up on week four of the NFL regular season, of course, it got kicked off on Thursday. Thursday night when the Bengals defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Raiders will close out week four on Monday night against the LA Chargers and uh, the Raiders home away from home. That's Allegiant Stadium South, a.k.a. SoFi Stadium. Uh, very excited about today's show. I do want to thank everyone for making the Lockdown Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. And remember, you can find the Lockdown Raiders podcast free and available on all platforms. Anywhere you find a podcast, that's where you can find this podcast. I also want to let you know that today's episode is being brought to you by Run Your Pool. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use the promo code locked on at checkout. Again, that's Run Your Pool, proud title sponsor of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number three of today's show, calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693. A lot of feedback ton of feedback. I'm going to try to get to as much as possible uh, coming up in segment number three. Segment number two, I had a few different things that I wanted to bring to the table. Wasn't too sure which way to go. I had a conversation about Derek Carr and the defense opposed to Russell Wilson and the lack of defense in Seattle. I had that conversation that I wanted to bring to the table, and that was based off a tweet that I received from a great listener of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Uh, I was going to talk about that, but instead, Jonathan Abram, third-year safety for the Raiders, he actually called into my show on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Thursday, and it it was a short conversation. It was about six minutes, maybe seven minutes at the max. But he uh, he wasn't really weren't one for a lot of words, and that's fine. Uh, really, I want to bring this conversation to the table, and I want you to hear it in segment number two because I want you to hear how laser-focused he is. Uh, even my guy, DeMond Cotton, said after the interview, he said, man, he's he seems like he's locked in. He's not really doing too much talking. And that's okay. I'm fine with that. I like that. You know, these guys are 3-0 and right now, have an opportunity to go 4-0 and against four AFC teams, and he sounds like he is just laser-focused. So I'm going to bring that conversation to the table in segment number two. Here in segment number one, news and notes of the day, as I always do. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. And before I get into any news that is Raiders-related, I did want to give you an update. The other day, uh, I let you know about one of our brothers that listens to the Lockdown Raiders podcast that was having a battle with the Big C. Well, I got a text message on the Lockdown Raiders podcast that said, Hey Q, this is Flash from Turlock. Heard James from KC today and just wanted to update you that Henry has passed away. I worked with Henry and we talked about your podcast every morning while he was still able to work. One of his favorite callers was Most Known Unknown, said he'd run through a brick wall for that guy. So I'm sure he, Henry enjoyed when he heard him call in again. Raider Nation lost a good man. He was funny and kind and a thoughtful person. My prayers go out to his wife and two kids. I hope we win on Monday for Henry. Thanks for all that you do. Q is a person and keep on keeping on. Uh, that's from Flash and Turlock. So unfortunately found out that uh, Henry and Modesto lost his uh, battle with cancer. Uh, James, his brother. 
brother from KC actually had reached out and let us know that he was dealing with it and was not doing too well. So uh, prayers to the family, no doubt about it. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, he found joy in the podcast. I'm glad he enjoyed hearing callers like Most Known Unknown. And again, we are a big family here. So I definitely just wanted to go ahead and share that love and show the love to the family now that they lost their uh, their their father and their husband in, uh, in Henry, Brother Henry from Modesto. So uh, much prayers to the family. Now, let's get into segment number one, news and notes of the day. On Thursday, it was announced that Raiders quarterback Derek Carr was AFC Offensive Player of the Month. So, pretty cool, right? The Raiders are 3-0, and and Max Crosby, he's been the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Daniel Carlson was a Special Teams Player of the Week, and now uh, Derek Carr is AFC Offensive Player of the Month. So, uh, not too bad. I think that that's pretty cool. Shows that the Raiders are getting a little bit of love uh, nationally, not just from Raider Nation, but also getting some love nationally. So, uh, shout out to Derek Carr, AFC Offensive Player of the Month. Uh, Carr completed 88 of 136 pass attempts, 64.7%, league high 1,203 yards and six touchdowns, which was good for 101.4 rating over the league's first three weeks, helping the Raiders begin 3-0 for the first time since 2002. He recorded at least 375 passing yards and two TDs in each game and is the fourth quarterback in NFL history with at least 1,200 passing yards through his team's first three games of the season. This is the first Offensive Player of the Month award for Carr, who joins Rich Gannon, who did it in November 2001, and Jay Schrader, December 1990, is the only Raider quarterbacks to earn the honor. So uh, that really kind of blew my mind when I read that I thought really that's it only Gannon only Schrader and only Derek Carr the only three Raider quarterbacks to win AFC Offensive Player of the Month but I realize they haven't been doing it forever so uh, you got to kind of take that into perspective too but uh, that kind of just lets you know where the quarterback position has been for the Silver and Black ever since Rich Gannon back in 2001 or even going back to 1990 with Jay Schrader right I mean think about it it goes all the way back to 1990 at least and Jay Schrader, Rich Gannon in 2001, and Derek Carr in 2021. I mean, look at that gap. 90 to 2001, and then 2001 to 2021. That's some big gaps right there. So uh, shout out to Derek Carr, man, who's doing what he does. And uh, I can definitely respect that and think he really, he's got a little bit of edge to him without having edge to him. You know, he's just kind of taking his game to the next level. So shout out to Derek Carr, AFC Offensive Player of the Month, and obviously has a big game on Sunday, on Monday, excuse me, uh, against the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. On Thursday, the Raiders released their first injury report of the week. Of course, with them playing a Monday night game, like Thursday is really almost basically their Wednesday. And so they released their first injury report. They'll have another one later on today and then one on Saturday. And then obviously on Monday before the game, they'll let you know who's good, who's not good. Uh, But I wanted to go over the injury report real quick. It doesn't look like it's been looking the past couple weeks, but it's still there's still some uh, pretty big names on this injury report. So let's go over it real quick. Uh, Nate Hobbs, cornerback Nate Hobbs dealing with a shoulder injury he was limited on Thursday running back Josh Jacobs dealing with the ankle injury he was limited on Thursday cornerback Trayvon Mullen he's also dealing with a shoulder injury he was limited on Thursday and then Roderick Teamer the safety he has an ankle injury he was limited and defensive end Solomon Thomas is dealing with a knee injury he was limited so there you go right there Nate Hobbs Josh Jacobs Trayvon Mullen Roderick Teamer Solomon Thomas all limited and Nate Hobbs and Trayvon Mullen they're going to be needed in a major way Mullen got injured multiple times in that game against Miami Nate Hobbs he actually 
actually went out with a shoulder injury. I remember when he got hurt. Uh, so that's something to monitor and continue to check out. Obviously, today, like I said, we'll get an updated injury report. Saturday will be a big deal as well. And then on Monday, we'll find out who's good to go. If I had to bet money, I would say that all those guys go. But, you know, it's just it's something that you won't know until you actually do know. But right now, those were all the guys that were limited on Thursday. The guys that were full participants, safety Dallin Levitt. He's dealing with that concussion. So he looks like he's going to be good to go for Monday. Uh, Carl Nassib, he's got a toe injury. He was a full participant in linebacker Denzel Perriman dealing with an Achilles and a quad injury, also a full participant. So those three guys look like they'll be good to go on Monday. And of course, the more guys you can get back, the better. So that's the injury report right now as of Thursday. We'll find out more later on today. I'll tweet it out at your boy Q254. So if you're looking for it, please believe it'll be on there. One guy who did practice on Thursday, which is a good sign for him, is running back Jalen Richard. He's currently on IR, uh, but he did return to practice, and the team has 21 days to actually activate him or keep him on IR. Now, if they choose to keep him on IR, he's going to be on IR the rest of the season. I do believe he will be activated. He was at the Aces game on Tuesday, uh, and then he returned to practice on Thursday. So uh, that's a good sign for him, a guy who has not played at all this year, dealt with COVID, uh, now is dealing with this foot injury. Uh, but he does look like he's coming back, does look like like a guy that could be a participant. But right now, the Raiders are on the clock. They got 21 days to activate him or keep him on IR. And finally, here in segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, wanted you to hear a little bit of audio post-practice from head coach John Gruden. Just got about four sound bites that I want you to hear. And the first one has to do with the Raiders. Matter of fact, the first couple have to do with the Raiders. The first one is on the run game. Obviously, on uh, on Sunday, Peyton Barber got cooking, but really got cooking in the second half. One of my biggest keys for the Raiders to continue to have success this season is to establish the run game. Get that going. We've talked about that a few times this week. Well, John Gruden was asked about the run game especially in the second half against Miami what changed from the first half how come they were so successful in the second half with Peyton Barber we just didn't play well in the first half you know we couldn't make half a foot and two downs you know it's credit to Miami you got it Miami's committed run defense or talented but you know we had two guards pull into this into the same play into each other we didn't execute very good and um, if you don't execute high level in this league you ain't gonna run the ball these are um, these are hard hard runs to make against eight man fronts, but we 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 executed better, and um, we had some success throwing the ball, and maybe that helped the running game. It sometimes works hand in hand, but we got to get a lot better running the football from start to finish. So there's John Gruden right there talking about the run game, what changed from uh, the first half to the second half, talking about the offensive line being confused, having guys pulling and running right into each other. Uh, that's the youth of the offensive line. You know, again, that's another key. You know, we talked about it earlier this week. The offensive line has got to gel. They've got to continue to get better. The run game's got to establish. They all work together. They all work in the same cohesive unit, or they ideally work in the same cohesive unit. So something to pay attention to. I do think the run game is going to be needed in a major way on Monday I really do that'll be one of my keys to the game that we'll talk about on Monday but the run game has got to get established and I do believe it's got to get established before the second half of the game now how about Derek Carr uh, AFC Offensive Player of the Month talked about that earlier in the segment uh, John Gruden was asked and I believe Paul Gutierrez from ESPN asked him the question about Derek Carr and the command he has on the offense and and how he's taken such a step up in year four with John Gruden what is his thoughts on the command Derek Carr has of the offense not to over you know over think it or anything Derek's been in command since I've been here we have a better team you know we got we got better opportunities you know our defense is, is a big part of that but um, time 
repetition is the mother of learning. This guy's had a million reps. And the emergence of Edwards, the emergence of Renfro, Ruggs, um, is, is, is important. But his, his command has always been off the charts. I think we were last in the league in possessions last year. Might have been last in the league in field position in terms of drive starts. So with that being said, you give this guy a lot of opportunities, he, he's going to have, uh, I think, a, a lot of chances to, to succeed. I think he's a great quarterback. His command is, is very good, and uh, hopefully it continues. It's going to have to because the Chargers, they were impressive on the tapes that I've seen. So there you go right there. John Gruden really crediting the fact that the team is a lot better. Guys that we've mentioned before on the podcast multiple times, Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro, all those guys stepping up, of course, uh, making life easier for Derek Carr. And, of course, let's make no mistake about it, Derek Carr is doing his thing. He's slinging it around the yard. He's uh, distributing the ball to many different guys, and he's making things happen with his arm. And, again, that's why the run game has got to get established, too, just to alleviate a little bit of pressure. You know, don't have to put it 100% on him all all the time, even though he's been showing he's capable of doing it. Now, you heard John Gruden talk about the Chargers have been impressive. Everything he saw on tape has been impressive. How about their offense? They got some weapons. Justin Herbert, obviously, he's a quarterback. He's getting a lot of love. So here's John Gruden on the Chargers offense. They've had it going on offense for a while, you know, since Herbert showed up. You know, Phillip Rivers had a great run there. They've been a good offensive team, seems like, every year. They've got some weapons outside that can do damage. They have a great creative runner, Eckler. The quarterback's a great player. He's, on a, he's, he's really something else to watch. He can throw. He can run. He's smart. He makes good decisions. And they have a creative scheme. So it'll be a challenge for us, no doubt. A, a big-time challenge. A lot of praise for the Chargers offense right there. A lot of praise for Justin Herbert, all the different things that he can do. So the final soundbite that I want you to hear is about Justin Herbert. Uh, John Gruden was asked, is he the type of quarterback that you've got to just pin your ears back and get after, bring all the dogs after him, you know, try to pressure him and confuse him as much as possible. Here's John Gruden on if you send a lot of pressure after Justin Herbert. It's hard to just unleash the rush on this guy because they – allow him to scramble and he will scramble and he will hurt you bad. So if you don't protect the pocket um, and you have a lot of coverage down the field against Williams and Keenan and all their weapons, uh, this guy will put the ball down and it'll really hurt you bad running. We got hurt last week with some scramble plays. So we got to really be careful um, you know, with our rush. We got to do a great job containing him first, getting to him second and uh, getting him on the ground third, which is not easy to do. This is a big, strong, young, tough quarterback. There you go right there. There's John Gruden talking about the Chargers quarterback, Justin Herbert, and you just can't pin your ears back and try to fly up the field and get after him because he'll get out of there, he'll break out of there with his legs and do some damage. And uh, you saw Jacoby Brissett in a major way, especially on that fourth and 20. That'll stand out to me in a major way. Should have never given up fourth and 20, but Jacoby Brissett, he was able to to get out of the pocket. He was able to uh, extend the play just a little bit, just enough to give uh, Mike Gusecki just a little bit of uh, uh, air space, and he dropped that ball right there in his hands, picked up 27 yards and extended the drive. Should have never happened, but uh, the rushers got too far up the field and Brissett stepped up in the pocket, and, well, you know the rest. The rest is history. So uh, that's going to be on their plate, man. It's going to be their challenge on Monday, one of their big challenges, because Justin Herbert's a hell of an athlete. Do I think that the Raiders can contain him? Absolutely. But he is a hell of an athlete and has a hell of an arm, so he's going to be a hell of a challenge come Monday night 
as the Raiders close out week number four. And that's going to close out segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast news and notes of the day. Coming up in segment number two, a real short interview with third-year safety Jonathan Abram from the Raiders. He called into my radio show on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's only about six minutes, maybe a little bit over six minutes. You'll hear that coming up in segment number two. Before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about Get Upside. And right now you're thinking, Get Upside, what is that? That is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas. You need to know about it. You need to have it. All the listeners of the Locked On Raiders podcast are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. All you got to do, download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play and do it right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. A lot of people that drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or even an e-gift gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cent a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN. Segment number two, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Had a couple different subjects that I thought about talking about, but instead I think it's good to hear from third-year safety Jonathan Abram, a guy that sounds like he's very focused, a guy who's been very focused on the field and has been doing some really good things, especially playing in the new role that Gus Bradley and Rob Marinelli and Richard Smith and Ron Miles and all them cats have him playing, where he's closer to the line of scrimmage. Uh, He could be a real physical guy, a real physical force, which you already know that he is uh, he's playing under control they've told him to kind of tone down uh, what you know his his uh, not his attitude but just uh, what he was bringing to the table being really loud and kind of uh, you know the, the mouth and everything instead of just being that guy he's really just focused on being a football player and, and just his whole demeanor every time I see him at practice when I saw him at the Aces game every time I see him you could just see he's really locked in it's not a whole lot of just you know goofing around and I, I don't even want to say goofing around because it just makes it sound like he was you know being a clown and that's not the case but you know he's just being the the fun guy having a good time but I think he realizes that hey man the NFL is a different ball game it's not in college anymore I gotta really focus in and, and lock in and that's the that's the whole point man I just think he's very much locked in and you'll hear that and that's exactly why I wanted to bring this to the table not a very long interview because he's not a guy that's going to give you a whole lot but I thought it was an interesting interview just to hear his tone so here's my conversation from Thursday on Raider Nation Radio 920 with third year safety Jonathan Abram Jonathan Abram joining the show right now and uh, fresh off of practice and lifting and meetings and uh, Jonathan thank you so much for your time man welcome to the show and I mentioned at the top of the show third year safety Jonathan Abram how does that sound to you? Did, did that time from your rookie year to right now just kind of fly by for you? Oh, for sure. You know, time flies fast when you're in the NFL. I'm saying like I was a rookie just yesterday. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And just how has, how has I don't want to say life changed, but just for you and your rookie class, I mean, now everyone, Clee, Jacobs, you, uh, Trayvon, you know, Max, uh, uh, Hunter, all you guys are the leaders of the team. How much has, has, has that just kind of changed you and who you are as a person as well? Oh, man, it's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot that comes with that. You know, we got a lot of young guys that we just drafted uh, who came in the room. So I'm um, kind of trying to just, you know, show those guys the right way, you know, pretty much how to be a pro, how to go about their business. So, um, you know, we're trying to, you know, do something special around here and take this team to places that we haven't been. 
Talking right now with third-year safety from the Raiders, Jonathan Abram, right here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Got my man DeMond that wants to ask you a question. Go ahead, DeMond. Yeah, John, like earlier in the offseason, we had you and Dion on the station, and you guys were talking about just how like different it was last year with the COVID year. But how how much more comfortable have you been with having a full offseason and how much better how how much do you think that's helped you this season? Um having a full offseason helped me a lot. Um gave me a chance, you know, to prepare my body, um, get myself in a good mental space. Um, came back ready to go. Um so so far so good. How has it felt getting off to this 3-0 and start? Not only that, seeing the support that the, the team has around Las Vegas as you've had two great games at Allegiant Stadium, but just getting off to the great start that the team has gotten off to so far. Uh, how has that felt? Oh, it's pretty good. I mean, you know, it's the goal. You know, the goal is to go 1-0 and every single week. Um, don't really try to worry about the overall, you know, number. Um, just focusing on winning. So, you know, right now we're not really worried about, you know, what our, what our um, ratings or, or – or, um, Forgot the name of it. What is it called? Um, like rankings? Not rankings, but just lost wins and losses. Oh we don't yeah, really yeah. Care about that right now, we just worried about going one and this. Right, right. I mean, and that's all that matters, and that's exactly the the approach you've got to take. And Gus Bradley comes in as the defensive coordinator, brings some really good coaches along with him, Ron Miles and, and uh, Richard Smith, to name a couple. Uh, just how how much more comfortable have you been in this defense, and and how much more comfortable do you feel like the defense in general has been? Um. I feel like, you know, we're all growing day by day, you know, just getting more and more comfortable, you know, just seeing the same looks, you know, running the same play. Um, it's going to take some time, but I feel like overall, you know, we've done pretty good with the system. You know, everybody has taken to it. Um, we all like the system, so um, and we all love playing for Coach, Coach Bradley. So, um, so far, so great. How much has the, the veterans that were already familiar with what Coach Bradley does, how much have they helped also just kind of fast-track everyone on learning this new scheme? I mean, pretty much, you know, same um, same as the coach. You know, those guys were a great help coming in, you know, helping. But, I mean, you know, we've all just kind of learned it all over again together. So, you know, it's been pretty much um, – been pretty good. Talking right now with Jonathan Abram for the Raiders, third year safety here on Unnecessary Roughness. And I mentioned a couple of thrilling games at Allegiant Stadium. You're 2-0 so far at home, a couple of overtime games. But uh, just talk about the atmosphere. How exciting was it to have the fans there fired up and just really giving you giving you all the players some energy on the field? Oh, it's amazing. The crowd um, at Allegiant is, is unreal. I haven't seen anything like it. Um, the fans, you know, we appreciate those guys coming out every single week, you know, um, supporting us and you know, being super loud, even when we was down, you know, 14 nothing in both of those games, it seemed like we were still winning how loud the crowd was. What it, what what goes into the mentality when you know that, hey, we're down 14 nothing, but but we got to get the ball back to our offense so we can get cooking? And, and, and you guys go out there, and Casey Hayward has the big safety, uh, creates a safety, and then all of a sudden there's two points on the board. But just for the defensive mentality, what were you guys thinking as you went out there wanting to get the ball back for the offense? Just got to get a stop. Um, that's the only single thing, that, you know, we think about. You know, we held it all right before that. And I told him, you know, I said, you know, let's get a turnover, you know, turnover, safety, something. One of the, one of the three is going to come. And so, you know, we end up getting a big play in the next play. And, you know, we got off the field, end up changing things around, end up having a positive outcome winning the game. Coach Gruden has talked about this team, uh, resiliency. That's the word that he used, that you guys are very, very resilient. Uh, does that something that you guys learn in practice or work on in practice? Is that something that just comes with uh, the I mean, mentality? I don't think it's something that you can really work on. That's not something that you build. Um, it's more so a mindset, um, okay. you know. Um, we, we, we band together, you know, when times get tough, we don't count on nobody from the outside. We all just look at each other as brothers and we try to stick together and, you know, that we know that 
at the end of the day, we're going to be okay on offense, defense, or special teams because at the end of the day, we all got each other back. Yeah, no, and and you guys are very tight. That's one thing I've noticed about this team, and, and Derek said it multiple times, this team is very tight. Uh, how, how special is it just the, the bond that you guys have even off the field? Uh, I mean, you know, that's what we pride ourselves on. You know, we pride ourselves on, you know, sticking together, um, you know, doing things, doing the little things right for the for the man next to you. So, um, you know, that's what's played this big role, you know, this, this 3-0 start. What do you feel will be one of the biggest keys for this upcoming game and this trip to L.A. for Monday Night Football? Um, just going out there, doing what we do best. Um, you know, we're not going to change what we do. We just got to go out there and, and play our ball, and everything's going to work out. Talking right now with Jonathan Abram, third-year safety from the Raiders here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Before I let you go, I wanted to ask, I saw you uh, Tuesday night at the Aces game, Michelob Ultra Arena. It seemed like the whole team was there, but want to talk about an atmosphere. How fun was that atmosphere? Oh, that was pretty good. Um, you know, it was great to go out and support those girls and, you know, show them that we got their back as well. How, how crazy was it just all the stars that were out there, not only you and, and, and all the Raiders, but also like Dwayne Wade and the Jazz were there as well. Was, was that a fun event to be at or what? Oh, for sure. Um, it was more so fun because the, the Las Vegas Aces got the win, not more so about who was there. Right. I got you. Well, they'll be in back in action again tonight, and you'll be back in action on Monday night in L.A. at SoFi Stadium. Jonathan, we appreciate your time this afternoon, man. Good luck on Monday. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. There it was right there, Raider Nation. Now, you tell me the dude's not locked in. He really is. I mean, he didn't have a whole lot to say, you know, about too much of anything, but he said enough of everything, if you know what I mean. Again, just sounded like he was very locked in. I could appreciate that, and I thought that he did, and I think he's done so far a hell of a job this season. So uh, all they got to do and he's got to do is keep it up, and that defense has been doing really well and helping out Derek Carr and the offense just be able to relax and go out there and play their game. So that's what I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about Built Bar. And, man, I'll tell you, it's been a crazy, uh, like, 36 hours when it comes to, or maybe even 48 hours when it comes to Built Bar. Uh, Salted pretzel, that came and went quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh, Then cookie dough chunk came, left came back, left again. I mean, you know, it's just so many different flavors, limited time flavors uh, come and go. And now, uh, you know, you're back to the the nine flavors that they have originally, the ones that I talk about all the time, like coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. But again, if that's not the flavor you're looking for, or maybe you just can't decide which one you want, and you're looking for maybe another one just to really stand out to you, always check the website for limited time flavors because those built Bars, they will bring you a limited time flavor. They'll bring you one to, while supplies last. That's how Cookie Dough Chunk was. That's how Cherry Lime was. That's how uh, that's how Salted uh, Pretzel was. I mean, just all these different flavors. And, again, they just they come and go real quick, fast, and in a hurry. Get you a mixed box. Get two of each of the nine flavors that I mentioned. A really good taste of protein bar. So it's not like you're just having a snack and, and you're going to feel bad later because, oh, I shouldn't have had that candy bar. No, it's not a candy bar. It's a protein bar. It's really good for you. You won't feel bad about having a late night snack. And uh, again, it tastes really good as well, which is very rare at the same time. So check them out today, BuiltBar.com. When you're there and you go to check out, use the promo code LOCK15. You'll save 15% off your order just like that. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15. Segment number three, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your time to shine. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. That is the number up first. We got Calvin calling from Maryland. He's calling after seeing a three-game sample size of what the team has done or is doing, and he's letting us know how he feels. Here he is, Calvin in Maryland. Yo, Q. What's up, man? It's Calvin from Maryland. Just wanted to uh, reach out to you. Uh, wanted to uh, hit you up last, uh, wanted to hit you up a couple weeks ago. Well, last week after the Steelers game, but I wanted to hold out. You know what I mean? I was in Pittsburgh. I seen the reaction of the crowd after uh, Carlson kicked the field goal. But I still wanted to hold out before I started talking too much because I know we have a, a habit of uh, playing up the, up the teams. And, and when it comes down to play teams that's less than us, we play down to those teams. So I wanted to see how we would do against a uh, a wounded uh, a wounded uh, Dolphins team, but might I add, still have a good defense. I mean, the defense is still is still a great defense out there. That, that you know, especially with that secondary, it's it's no it's it's not an easy match. You know what I mean? So I wanted to see how we would do against them, and I, I ain't gonna lie, man, I came away impressed, man. Uh, I'm feeling it this year, man. You know, I felt I, I started feeling it last year after. The uh, Chiefs win, but this year feels a lot different. You know what I mean? Like, it feels Gus Bradley brings a new juice to that defense, man. The offense is humming. Henry Ruggs is doing his thing. Brian Edwards is doing his thing. Renfro doing his thing. And I just feel, you know, I, I feel good about this team, man. And on the defensive side, I mean, it's still coming together. But I feel like years before, we could be bullied, man. Like, I feel now, nah, it's no more bullying. The first two weeks. We went against two teams that's considered the two most physical teams of, the, of this decade, the last two decades, back-to-back, and, and we handled both of them. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm feeling good about this season, man. You know, uh, I plan on giving you a couple more calls as the season progresses, and hopefully it's nothing but good news, man. As long as we stay healthy and four keep doing what he's doing back there, man, I think it's going to be a good season, man, and we can definitely talk that P word. And you know the P mean the playoffs. So, Let's keep this thing moving, and you know how it go, man. Raiders, win, lose, or tie. Raider fan till I die. Let's go. There he goes. That's Calvin in Maryland. Great call, my man. Love the passion. Love the energy. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a little cautious. I mean, really, it's not anything. There's no problem with that. You know, I've mentioned many times that this team feels different, but I get it. I absolutely understand it. Three games. It looks good. It feels good, but like my grandmother always said, just because it looks good and feels good don't mean it is good. It's only three games. It's a 17-game season, so a lot of things can happen quick, fast, and in a hurry that, well, no Raider fan, nobody like myself wants to even think about. So, I mean, hey, it's going to tell you a lot about this team on Monday, but then again, a lot of games are going to tell you a lot about this team. So, uh, very excited about the direction they're going, but I understand being optimistic and cautious at the same time. So, thank you, Calvin, for your call. I do appreciate you. Make sure you have a great weekend. Next up, I got a pretty lengthy text here from Raider Reyes. He says, Q, Raider Reyes here, formerly King Raider out of Clovis, California. Shout out to Clovis, California, the 559. He said, I've said before that I am not a Trayvon Mullen fan. I'm still not. In my opinion, he's overrated. He has more botched plays and gets burned downfield more than positive plays. I've said before that I hope he proves me wrong. It turns out to be a very good corner, but honestly, I don't see it happening. If he can improve on his coverage, then we'll have a real shot at being the division champs and for sure a high seed in the playoffs. 
Also, Derek Carr has been starting out slow. He was 26 of 43 for 386 yards. That's not horrible. However, three or four more completions could have secured the win without overtime. You always said if the Raiders could give up 24 points or less, we would win more. Well, Currently, we have given up exactly 24 points per game, and we are 3-0. Sounds like that was pretty accurate. Anyway, let me know what you think. Oh, yeah, Raiders. That's a text from Raider Reyes. And thank you so much for that text, my man. I do appreciate you. And I'll start with Trayvon Mullen. I actually like Trayvon Mullen a lot. I think that he's a really good player. I mean, I don't think that he's been getting burned a lot. I know he had a little bit of a sophomore slump, but he's been playing pretty damn good this year. You know, I mean, and he battled in and out of injury against Miami on Sunday, and he made some big plays, especially down the stretch. I'm not too sure what you're looking at, man. Uh, he's he's playing some good ball. I mean, does he give up a play here or there? Sure. I mean, he's but he's he's playing some good ball. I think you need to go back and look. I think Trayvon Mullen will surprise you if you look. He's solid. And when he goes out of the game, there's a big concern. You know, I mean, I get nervous when he gets a little banged up, and that's why him being on the injury report this week, dealing with that shoulder injury, same as Nate Hobbs, that's a little worrisome. And you know, it's funny, when Trayvon Mullen goes out of the game, I actually hope that they move Nate Hobbs on the outside instead of bringing Damon Arnett in. But instead, they've been bringing Damon Arnett in, and then the opposing team, they just kind of target him. So uh, I think Trayvon Mullen's doing really well, man. I, I think you should go back and reevaluate that. Uh, Derek Carr, he's been starting off slow. I think the whole team's been slow, starting off slow, though. It's not just been him. Uh, but yeah, three or four more completions, they definitely could have secured the win without overtime. There's multiple times they should have secured that win without overtime on Sunday against the Dolphins. It just didn't happen. Uh, the team needs to settle down. DC's got to settle down. Everyone's got to settle down. John Gruden's got to settle down. I mean, everyone's got to get into the game and get into a rhythm earlier because you cannot continue to spot a team 14 points and think you're going to come back and, and win those games like the Raiders have done uh, two out of three times so far this season, both games at Allegiant Stadium. And, yeah, the defense is only allowing 24 points a game. Uh, again, that's great. When they were giving up 30 points a game a season ago, I mean, that's almost, that's almost impossible to overcome, and they still went 8-8. Eight and eight. So, yeah, I mean, you shave off a touchdown, six or seven points, you're cooking with grease. And right now, they're doing really well. So uh, I like the direction. I love the fact that they have a defense that's complementing what they're doing offensively. So thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Next up, got a call from 209 Raider. He's calling to talk about people that he know what they've been saying about the teams the Raiders have beaten so far this season. Here he is, 209 Raider. What up, Q? It's your boy, 209. Raider, coming to you from the Valley of the Sun. Hey, man, I just wanted to chime in real fast. I grew up in Northern California, so most of my buddies are diehard Niners fans. And, sorry about it, just like San Francisco Giants fans, very, very unknowledgeable fans. Just got to throw that in there. But they are just busting my balls saying that none of the three teams that we've played so far are any good. Um, last year was last year. This year they're a different team. I, I completely disagree. Uh, I mean, look at the wins that these teams already had against other. I mean, the Steelers beat the Bills. The Ravens beat the Chiefs. Uh, the Dol I mean, the Dolphins, yeah, they did get shut out the week before, but, I mean, they, they did. You know, they had a, they had a big win. Um I, I don't know, Q. You, you tell me. Am I just delusional, or 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 are, are the Raider are the Raiders wins like are they are they that big? Because shoot, man, I haven't been since 2002 when I was 12 years old, and we brought it, we brought it to the Super Bowl. So just want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, I also wanted to give my prayers out to uh, to the the Raider fan from Modesto. Uh, like you said, we're all family here. 
and uh, mine and my wife's prayers are with him and his family. So I just want to get your opinion about everything. Uh, I'll be listening. I'll be listening to the show all week, like I always do. Um, love to hear what you have to say. Two hundred nine cocaine raider out. Just win, baby. There he goes, 209 Raider. Actually, he threw in the 209 Cocaine Raider there at the end of the call. Appreciate it, my man. Thank you. Uh, and the three wins the Raiders have had so far this season, man, I don't care what any of your friends said. Uh, those three wins have been a big deal. You got Baltimore, you got Pittsburgh, and you got Miami. All those teams are 10-plus win teams. I don't give a rip what your friends say. And that's not being disrespectful. I'm just saying. That's just them low-key hating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, these three teams all have solid defenses, just like this game on Monday. They, they have a solid defense in, in, in L.A. with the Chargers. Uh, their offense is okay. You know, they're averaging about 22 points a game. So I'll say that their offense is a little bit, not suspect, but they're, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not the Raiders' offense. Don't, don't make any mistake about that. But the Raiders win this game on Monday. I guarantee your friends will say something about the Chargers. Oh, something's wrong with the Chargers. Look, some people still have not gotten over the fact that, you know what? The Raiders could be really damn good this year. And that's just the reality of it. They could end up being a really damn good team. Now, again, it's only a small sample size. It's three games. So I don't want to get crazy and be like, oh, the team's going to be in L.A. for the Super Bowl this year. I'm not going to do all that. I'm not going there. You know, I actually talked about it on Thursday on Raider Nation Radio 920. I said, you know, at what point of the season – are you confident in saying, hey, this team is a really special team? You know, it's not after three weeks for me. Uh, I, I need to see more. You know, give me a little bit more. Give me a little bit more. Give me a little bit more. And then we could talk. But, hey, you can't get any better than 3-0 and after three games. You just can't. The Raiders are beating the teams that they needed to beat, the teams that were on their schedule. And I, I think that they, uh, they have an opportunity to continue to do that on Monday against the Chargers. So thank you so much for that call. It will be a huge test. But, uh, yeah, man, don't worry about what your folks are saying, what your friends are saying, man. The Raiders, the teams that they're beating, they've been solid. So uh, thank you so much for that. I do appreciate you. Going to close things out with a text from Boston Raider. He said, what's up, Q? Boston Raider here with a few observations. The team looks legit. Like we've known, if they can get a middle-of-the-pack defensive play, they had a top offense, and that combination would lead to 10 to 12 wins. I would like Carter to continue to look elsewhere other than Waller early in the game. Seems to open up the offense a lot more. I would love to see them give Ruggs a few option routes out of the backfield like the Pats did with Hernandez, start empty and motion them into the backfield and let the mismatch reveal itself. That's from Boston Raider. Thank you so much for that text, my man. I appreciate you. And Yeah, man, that defense is a big deal. Having a defense that you have confidence can actually stop somebody not only is a big deal as far as the play on the field, it also is a big deal as far as the play calling on the sideline. John Gruden's definitely going to open up the playbook. Derek Carr is also going to go ahead and trust his wide receivers with the 50-50 balls more than he would without a defense. I mean, it's just there's so many things that, that happen when you have a defense that, like you said, is middle of the pack. That's all you need. You don't need a lights-out defense. You need a defense that's just good enough to get it done, something that's reliable, something that if it has to go onto the field, if you get off to a slow start like the Raiders have gotten off to the slow start three weeks in a row well that's all right the defense will hang in there keep them in there and, and get the ball back and then they can go do what they do and that's all you really need and that's what this defense has been and it's been so fun to not panic at least for me when the defense goes onto the field I don't get concerned I just figure you know what they're gonna get off the field you know, I just, I do. And maybe I'm being naive. Maybe I'm looking through silver and black glasses, but I'm very confident when the defense is on the field, they're going to get off the field. They're going to make plays happen. And hell, obviously John Gruden was a little bit confident in them as well on Sunday, maybe overconfident, but I'm okay with that. He went for it on fourth and one from the Raiders 34. Now they didn't get it and the defense gave him a touchdown, but he had enough confidence to just go ahead and roll the dice because he figured, you know what, my defense, I'll give my defense a chance. No worries. And I appreciate that. And I don't mind if he does that 
more often. So, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be interesting. As far as Ruggs goes, I think he's clearly going to be involved more and more in, in each and every game plan. You saw him get an end around against Miami. I mean, you see them getting him involved, and they're starting to get him involved early. So uh, I, I like the direction that things are going with Ruggs. Would like to see Edwards start getting involved early as well. But, I mean, you only have so many balls that you could throw around. So, you know, or even hand the ball off. So, I mean, you only get so many possessions. So everyone can't get involved early. But uh, I do like the weapons that the Raiders have right now so that's going to do it for today's show Raider Nation I do appreciate all the feedback calls text do appreciate everyone who tweets at me at your boy Q254 and the beautiful thing about this is we get to go into a weekend we get uh, high school football tonight college football tomorrow and of course the NFL on Sunday and then the Raiders close things out on Monday from SoFi Stadium so on Monday we'll do the keys to the game my keys to the game I usually do on Fridays before games we'll do that on Monday we'll also have some more calls and text throughout that Lockdown Raider Podcast voice Line. Got a call from Loyalty Raider in the 915, a text from Johnny O play in the 916, J Raider in Vista, California. All those are going to be coming up on the show for sure, as as well as more stuff. And then, of course, news and notes of the day, whatever I collect over the weekend. So that's all I got for you. Thanks again for making Lockdown Raiders Podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find this show, whatever platform you find your favorite podcast on. Of course, it is free and available on all platforms. So uh, shout out to you, Raider Nation. We appreciate you. Uh, Stay good all weekend long. Make sure you take care of your family, love on your family, and most importantly, as always, just win, baby.